but he was still called <laughs> wicked right. and lazy and hot man. I don't right. want God calling me wicked and lazy. No, <laughs> no, absolutely not. The servant who doubled the five, as well as the servant who doubled the two, what they were told by the master when he did come back after a long time, and just words that we all want to hear one day. Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many. And then a lot of people, they quote that verse. They kind of stop there. But I love this. Then he says, enter into the joy of your Lord. Ooh, that one hits. Being in the presence and whether that's the kingdom here on earth, heaven ultimately, but it's like if I'm in the presence of the Lord, I'm entering joy. There's just joy radiating out of God in all directions. And I could just be close to him and just enter into that joy. The King's Council helps you discover, develop, and deploy your God-given talents and abilities. In order to leave a legacy, you need to live your legacy of excellence through the five power pillars, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and financial. Now, our programs are specifically designed to give you the blueprint and strategies that you need to gain an edge in the most important areas of your life. Join us in creating the next wave of kingdom entrepreneurs and become the CEO of your life by visiting King's councilcoaching.com and connect with one of our team members today. High performers, business owners, CEOs, entrepreneurs, I am calling you out. March 25th and 26th, we are hosting the next Become the CEO of Your Life event in Kenosha, Wisconsin. These are high-performance two-day events. Really, more than an event, these things are a true experience. So if you're looking to level up your relationships, accelerate your business or your career, or maybe break through those barriers that have been holding you back, then this is a must-attend event. Text CEO to 727-472-3860 today for more information. Again, text CEO. E-O to 727-472-3860. We'll see you there. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Meek. And in the studio today is my homie, none other than Mr. Christian Edwards. What's up, man? What's up, dude? How's it going? It's always great having you here. For those that don't know, if Christian and I aren't like in the same zip code for more than 10 days he just flies in like i just expect him to show up so yeah some sort of codependency thing going on there you know <laughs> it's, it's healthy help for it. it's healthy <laughs> <laughs> oh right on guys man whenever we get together we try to do an episode together and if you guys have been listening to us for the past few weeks more than likely you've been hearing a lot about these kingdom money principles in which we've been talking about and i just think when christian i get together we did a call with caleb spittler earlier this morning we're diving into just scripture and just amazing just to have you guys in my life number one so thank you but also just we talked about the coaching call we were on last night and we just started to dive into uh, certainly the parable of the talents which if you've heard any of our teachings a lot of it when it comes to money and stewardship and our ability, which we'll dive into here, a lot of it comes back to that parable. So we're going to dive into that specifically. But as far as the kingdom money principles goes, if you guys haven't listened, again, we've essentially broken it down into four components of it, of four principles, which is ownership, right? God owns 
everything. Right. If we don't understand that and operate with that principle, none of the other ones really work. Right. That's where it starts is God owns everything. It's not just the 10%, it's 100%. And he allows us, if we're operating in obedience, he allows us to operate with the 90%. Right. Right. Which, by the way, we can operate far more efficiently with that 90 than any 100% of our own efforts. So if you haven't listened to that episode on tithing, go ahead and listen to that. And then the other one would be stewardship. Money is a tool. Right. That's what we're going to dive into even more so today. Worship, which it comes back to tithing, as we just mentioned. You know, God doesn't need our money. It's not like he's sitting up in heaven going, uh, guys, I got to make rent. Yeah. Tithe, be tithing. Like, we know that that's not how it works, right? Thank God. It is a form of worship. It's a form of obedience. That act of obedience is literally what Malachi says, that it opens up the window of blessings that he just desires to pour out upon us. And then once we have that foundation of we're actually tithing, we're utilizing money as a tool with stewardship comes into kingship. And if we actually operate in the fundamental just kingdom principles of sowing and reaping and Dude, we could do a number of episodes yeah. on sowing and reaping together. So we probably will. But for this segment, we're going to try to keep this to 30 minutes here for you guys. But for this segment, I want to dive into the parable of the talents. And if it's cool with you, man, can we just read yeah. the entire? So Matthew 25, yep. right? 14 through 30. Correct. Yeah. Could you read it, bro? Let's do it. Let's do it. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made five other talents. Likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, You delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said to the Lord, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown, and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him, and give it to him who has ten talents." For everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Man, such a powerful little passage there. So much to unpack. Yeah, and as we dig into this, again, like you just said, 
let's keep in mind when we're looking at this whole parable, God is owner, owner of everything, not just those talents. That was a weight. It was a unit of measurement, but it was a weight. So some translations say it was five bags of coins, five pieces of silver, whatever it may be. But the talent in this situation is money, whether it be gold, silver, whatever. It doesn't much matter, but we're talking about money. But keep in mind that this parable applies not just to money, but to all of our resources, to our time, to our abilities, to absolutely everything that we have, everything that the Lord's entrusted us with. So if we know that he is owner of everything and he's entrusted us to be steward, what does that make us? We're manager. Mm. So God's owner, we are manager. Let's keep that in mind as we dive in here. The first thing, because we talk about this all the time, Verse 15, when it says, to the one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, he gave it to them each according to their own ability. Yeah, man. So the first time that I read this, I mean, I think I've read this a number of times when I first gave my life to Christ, you know, when I was a teenager. Sure. And I didn't really comprehend it or understand it. It's such importance of why we continue to daily get into the Word, because as you progress, you're going to just understand different perspectives. We're going to receive this, we're going to hear this differently based upon where we're at at different times in our life. And so when I read this and I actually understood their ability, I thought, man, that kind of stinks. Like, <laughs> like, how does one guy only have the ability to manage one? Right, like, right. why does one manage two? Why does one get five? Right. What's wrong with that dude? Yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. It depends on the perspective that I'm thinking about it through. If I'm like, oh, like a victim or a, like, oh, that's not fair. Because so many people are like, why did he get one? Versus just focusing on what they were given. The fact that they were given anything, how about that? Like, steward that well, and then obviously you'll receive more, which is kind of what we'll unpack here. But it does come back to our ability. So when I first read that, I was like, okay, God, how do I have the ability to get five versus two? Why would I only have the ability to get two versus one? And I know I've talked about this on some past episodes, but if we break it down to what determines our ability, it's really based on three things. It's our availability. Are we making ourselves available? Like these three, obviously they made themselves available. And then it boils down to responsibility. Are we going to be responsible with what we've been given? Even if it's some of us barely have 10 bucks in our pocket right now, some of us have 10 million bucks in their pocket. Like we're all at different stages in life, but are we willing to make ourselves available to God take on the responsibility for what we have, whether it's a little or it's a lot. And then ultimately the accountability, because the number one, we're going to be accountable to God. Sure. Right. But right here on earth now, we need to help each other keep accountable. That's obviously one of the things why I have you in my life, man, why we've started King's Council is just that accountability component of, of tribe and community. Yeah. So those three things are really what makes up somebody's ability. Right. Yeah. I love these parables. The fact that we can even sit down and have a 30-minute conversation about this, right. it's just so awesome that we could dive this deep. But keep in mind that there's a few points to this parable, but one of them is, what are we doing while we're awaiting on our master? Jesus is coming back, right? So while we're here on earth, while we're awaiting his return, what are we doing? How are we being productive with what he's entrusted us to manage? Right. So there's so much when I think of that production, I think of action. Yeah. We have to be active. We'll touch on that when we get down yeah. to the third servant when he's called wicked and lazy. Right. Because he wasn't a man of action. Right. To pinpoint on that even more, man, it's not even just about 
activity because activity is not productivity, mm. right? And even you'd said God owns everything. We are managers here. And a lot of us think of management, like we're managing a home, we're managing our finances. And maybe I'm getting ahead of myself with this because I know, can we give Miles Monroe's quote? Sure. Are we too soon? Can I do that? No. It, you do it, man. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Miles Monroe, he says about management, it's the effective, efficient, correct, and timely use of another person's property and resources for the purpose of which they were delegated with a view to producing the expected added value back to that person. It's so good, man. Yeah. The expected added value. Right. If you're managing something, if you're just trying to keep from losing it, that ain't managing well. Right. If you have a money manager, you don't give that money to them and hope that they don't lose it. You give it to them with an expected added value. Right. So when you manage your home, when you're managing your relationships, the expectancy is that you're adding value yeah. to whatever it is you're managing, your time, yeah. any resource. And I never really thought about that before where... God is not just expecting me to steward by just making sure something stays safe, but he's expecting me and all the abilities that he's given me. Now, granted, he gives each according to their own ability, but whatever ability I got, it's a little bit I could add to it or a lot. He expects me to add value to whatever it is I have in my life. And there's lots of examples of just steward what we have well through that, through the ability. Once we prove ourselves, we then gain the responsibility to have more, to steward more, to manage more, which is clearly one of the points within right. this parable. So back to that action, it says right here, he who had received the five talents went and traded with them. Immediately he went and did something with it. Yep. And I find myself guilty at times where it's like, all right, I have this, but I'm delayed in what I do with it. Sure. And I'm a firm believer that delayed obedience is disobedience. Mm. And I have to keep telling myself that because if God's given us something, it's like, okay, this is great. And I don't want anybody to take what we're saying out of context and say, all right, God's given you this. So, hey, if I have $100 in my pocket, let's go to the roulette table or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> because obviously there's not much added value right. right there. The fact that he went and traded, he went and did something, he was not just active, but productive immediately. That action, and again, it's not just action, it's effective action, it's intentional action, it's using the wisdom of God and his counsel. I mean, there's plenty of commands he gives us that are universal throughout scripture, but whenever he, again, that word entrusts, and I love that because I just feel so honored when I even say that, that everything that I have, I mean, the clothes on my back, everything, God has entrusted me with this. However much is in my bank account, God's entrusted me with that. The kids that I have, God's entrusted me to be a father to the kids. It just applies in so many areas. My body, God has even entrusted me to take care of this body, right. which we miss a lot as right. Christians. Right. You know, 1 Corinthians six nineteen. our body is a temple. The Holy Spirit dwells within us. And so, so many times we overlook the first singular thing we probably should be responsible for and be good stewards over is our bodies. And we miss it oftentimes as a church. And that's really why we teach on the five power pillars. Right. What are we doing for our mental health and emotional health? The difference between mental and emotional, mental is like, I can think positively all I want. That's great. But the emotional component is, okay, when nothing's going right, how are we responding then? Social media, when you go on social media, is that emotionally healthy 
for you. For me, it wasn't. For Ash, it wasn't. Like she got rid of all social media during COVID just because of just the anger and frustration that was welling up yeah. inside her. So she had to make the decision to just not participate in it. Yeah. Right. And I could vouch for Ash that her Snapchat is nothing but videos of the dogs. Yes. Yes. That 100%. is percent. Uh, Lucy gets those. Yeah. Kings <laughs> often. <laughs> I, thankfully, not thankfully, but I don't get on those because then I, that helps my mental and emotional state. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then physical, like you said, and when we say add value, it doesn't mean add waste size. It means to right. like steward your body well. You know, what are you eating? Are you exercising regularly? Even in just the Christian world, you know, it makes a difference with what you're feeling your body with, how you're sleeping. If we're not in a position to even run this race long, what are you doing? You're not stewarding it well. What if God needs you? Again, God doesn't need us, but what if he's called you to operate and be ready to hop up in the middle of the night to do something, but you just can't because you're just too tired to do it. Yeah. Right. And even we talked about this this morning while we were getting a workout in. You know, if you were to have company over tonight, what would you do? You or Ash or somebody in the house would probably run the vacuum. Right, right. You know, make sure all the counters are wiped down. Everything's looking good, smelling good for the company that you have. What greater company can you have that's greater than the Holy Spirit that's coming to reside within this temple? dwelling inside of you. Right. Yeah. Like, I need a tidy temple. I owe that to him. Certainly the financial pillar, which is a lot of what we're talking about here in regards to this parable. So you said one had the ability for five. He put it to work. And again, this goes back to stewardship. Money is a tool. That's all it is. It does nothing else for us. It's only as valuable as what we put on it, right? Otherwise, it's a worthless piece of paper or a worthless piece of rock, whatever. I don't know what weight of measurement they had back then, but it's just simply a value that they put on in order to exchange. Easier than me exchanging a bag of cereal for a French Bulldog or something in one of my past episodes. Uh-oh. So did Ash hear uh, that one? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not gonna let her listen to that one. <laughs> um, but but anyways, the gentleman who had five doubled it, the gentleman who had two doubled it, and then the one who had one did nothing. Yeah. I want to point real quick, verse 19 says, After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled the accounts. So we talked about accountability being, you know, one of the three components of ability. Ability. After a long time. The two dudes who double, the two servants who double, and that's how I kind of put myself in the story. I call these dudes dudes. Dudes, right. They, they could very have said, well could have been women. <laughs> right. They could have very easily said, all right, it's been a long time. I doubled it. Let me go do something with this now. You know, but they were accountable to their master. I love that. And the third servant, the wicked and lazy one, he did do one thing right at least. At least he realized that what he buried was the masters. Sure. He, he did get that right. So let's give him a little bit of credit. He did get that part right. But he was still called <laughs> wicked right. and lazy and hot man. I don't right. want God calling me wicked and lazy. No, <laughs> no, absolutely not. The servant who doubled the five, as well as the servant who doubled the two, what they were told by the master when he did come back after a long time, and just words that we all want to hear one day, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many. And then a lot of people, they quote that verse. They kind of stop there. But I love this. Then he says, enter into the joy of your Lord. Ooh, that one hits. Being in the presence and whether that's the kingdom here on earth, heaven ultimately, but it's like if I'm in the presence of the Lord, I'm entering joy. There's just joy radiating out of God in all directions. 
and I could just be close to him and just enter into that joy. Yeah, that's so good. One of the things when you were just reading it that stood out to me was when the master returned, he went basically servant to servant to servant. And the first one said, look, I've profited. The second one said, look, I've profited. Like, And then if you read the verse when he went to the third one, all he brought was an excuse. Right. Right? He didn't say, look, look. He's like, I knew you. And this is what I think this is such a key point here is he brought an excuse on why he didn't do anything with it. And it was because of his perspective of God. And I know I've mentioned this on other podcasts too, that our perspective of God is directly correlated with our perspective of money or vice versa. Our perspective of money is directly correlated with our perspective of God. I think it's so important to say, he's like, I knew you to be a hard man. Okay. So he's already setting up an excuse here. So I just buried it and it's over there. Like he didn't even bring it to him. He just (laughs) says it's over there. Like, dang, (laughs) how lazy is this cat? Mm -hmm. Didn't even dig it back up. Right. Right. Oh man. But it also says he was afraid. Yeah. He said that excuse. I was afraid. I I buried it in the ground. I love that because, I mean, I have kids. You have one daughter, and your daughter's an angel, so this might not apply to her. (laughs) But when kids make excuses, there's usually, I could think of one of my sons in particular, there's usually a measure of like self-righteousness or like entitlement still in the excuse. Sure. And also, there's a bit of laziness that's involved, and I see that all here when it says, I was afraid, I went and hid your talent, right? So, I mean, he's called wicked and lazy yeah, by the master. Right. So, the fact that the master didn't come and say, oh, well, be bold and courageous. You know, how many times in scripture do we see, do not be afraid, fear not? That's not used here. Master not even believe that you're afraid. He's like, you're just wicked and lazy. Like, you're making excuses, you're not productive with what I've given you. Again, that's convicting because, whoa, master, I didn't just go blow this. I didn't go spend it on something. I didn't go to the roulette wheel with it, right, right? right? I just buried it. And the master said, well, you at least could have put it in a bank. I could have earned interest on it. Right. Yeah, the fact that I buried it, but I didn't even go to the bank. Yeah. That sense of entitlement and then excuses. Listen, it was after a long time that the master came back and best believe whether the rapture happens in our lifetime or we pass away and we are going to meet our judge at some point and we're going to have to give an account of everything in our life. And even, yes, if we're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost and we're heaven bound, we still have to give an account to the Lord of everything that we did here in this life. And I don't want to have a bit of shame. I don't want to have my tail between my legs at any point. We don't know exactly what it's going to be like. You know, we pass from this earth, we're immediately in the presence of the Lord. So I don't know if there's much shame involved. But at the same time, it's like if I have to give an account and I say, oh man, God, you blessed me so much, but I didn't bring any extra value to that. I just kind of let it sit there. It's like, well, maybe that's why I'm sitting here always praying that God blesses me financially and I don't get that blessing. Yeah. Because, you know, he gave me this much and I did nothing with it. Why would he possibly want to give me more? That's so good, man. And that comes back to that principle of management and whatever we don't manage, we will lose, right? Whatever that is. If you're not managing your health, you will lose your life. Yeah. Well, check out verse 29. And I love the way the NLT translation puts it. It says, to those who use well what they are given, 
even more they will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Sheesh. Yeah. That makes me want to look at my life right this second and say, listen, I'm not complaining about anything I have. I'm grateful for everything that I have. But am I stewarding absolutely everything that I have, every resource, my time? How well do we steward time? Every week when it says your screen time is up or screen time is down, I'm looking at, shoot, that's too much, period. Right. Period. And our work involves being on our phones a lot. But at the same time, that's too much. God's given us a short period of time here on earth. I don't want to waste a second of it. Same boat, man. Like we need to be operating with a sense of urgency, not a carelessness, Mm -hmm. but back to that management. Even if I know all of us probably have, I talked with Scott about this almost weekly, it feels like him and I each have a set point that we feel comfortable with when we log into our bank account. When it gets below that, we are fleshly greed, uncertainty, call it fear, takes over where it's like, I don't really know. And that's like truly when, when it used to be, okay, I got to figure this out. I'm going to do this. Or I wouldn't take advantage of opportunities for fear that I didn't have enough to whatever it is. Where now it's just, I mean, I got to believe there's people listening to this too, that have money. You've had abundance. Some of us that are listening to this, we ain't got a pot to pee in and that's okay. But every decision you've made up until this point has been your decision. So own it. It ain't anybody else's fault, own it. But then now it's like, what are we going to do next? And then for those that have money, but you still are being controlled by it, there's such a freedom. I mean, I can just personally attest to this. Like money is an amazing servant, but the only way that it is a servant, if God is your master, it tells us we cannot serve two masters, Yeah, right? Money or mammon, which is essentially our desire for it, how we relate to money in this world. It makes an incredible servant and storing it up. Yes, we need to be good stewards. People have large mortgages. The way of the world today is different than the Bible, but the principles have never changed and they will never change. Principles are principles are principles. No different than I drop this pen, it's going to fall to the ground because of gravity. Okay. And I could sit here and pray to God that I don't want this pen to drop. God, I have such faith that this pen ain't going to drop. God's like, bro, I've already put a principle in place for that. So Mm -hmm. you got to operate within these principles. I know that these kingdom money principles and back to the, why did the five double, the two double, they operated with this freedom of kingship with sowing and reaping where they sowed into in order for it to double. And that's just something that I know that's what we're teaching on here within the King's Council of if we can operate with these kingdom money principles, this wealth this shift that's happening within the church. It's non-existent right now. I mean, the church is, we're broke, we're broken, we're beaten, we're defeated, but it's because we're not operating within these kingdom principles. Yeah. All right. So if you guys have not gotten the cheat sheet for kingdom money principles, go ahead and download that thing. Text money, M-O-N-E-Y to 727-472-3860. And then we will send you over the kingdom money principle cheat sheet that we've been coaching on that'll help to unpack it for you. And on future episodes, we'll be diving more into that. Again, money to 727-472-3860. Brother, it's been great. Another one in the books. Yes, man. All right. We'll see you guys. See you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. 
If you loved what you heard, give us a follow and a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also watch this episode and much more on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash King's Council Coaching.